You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning, and welcome back to the All About Real Estate Edition. I'm your host, Carol Morgan, and I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Todd Schneck. Top of the morning, Todd. How are you? Good to see you. Good. First, we want to kick things off by thanking our sponsor, New American Funding. They're our 2021 show sponsor. It's our 11th year on air, and it has been a fantastic year with them as a partner. I still can't believe, Todd, that we are celebrating 11 years. It's amazing. And he looked back to you saying, oh, you should do a podcast. What the heck are you talking about? You remember those early conversations? It took you, what, four or six months to convince me I should do a podcast? It took a while. uh, (laughs) And then, uh, you know, we had those initial conversations over candlelight. It was so long ago. Oh, ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Because there wasn't any power yet? Is that your implication? Yeah, Edison was just kind of coming up with the light bulb. So it was exciting times. Anyway. Yeah, but the credit's you. In these 11 years, you guys have really uh, leveraged this platform wonderfully. And it's now, now we can say it's a multiple award-winning podcast. And oh, we uh, just won another award at the OBs last month. Did you that's see that? awesome. That's uh, yeah. congratulations on that. Very oh. proud of you guys. Thank you. Well, that's a large part to you. And then also thanks to New American Funding, because we really focused on our diversity inclusion series that we've done with them over the last year. And that's what helped us get that award. So that's been great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, Todd, but I'm very much looking forward to this conversation. We are joined in studio today by Leah Fellows. She is with Blue Gypsy and is a national online sales counselor and trainer. And she is a repeat visitor to our show. So thank you for coming back, Leah. And we'll just jump in, start off by telling us a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks so much for having me here, Todd and Carol. You know, it's so much fun to come and talk with you all. I've actually been in the building industry for about coming up on 15, 16 years now. I sort of started out in 2006 on site and then became an online sales counselor in 2007 and then started my own company in 2010. And I've been a trainer for almost eight years now. So that's a little bit about me and my background in the building industry. And just as a quick side note, for 13 years before that, I was actually a sailboat captain, a dive instructor, and a vagabond traveling around the world. So that's my kind of adult life in a nutshell. Well, that's what I I think most trainers have started out as vagabonds. It, it probably makes <laughs> it probably makes a lot of sense. So, uh, well, I wish we had more time to get into that story. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, Blue Gypsy. Uh, so give us the overview of what that's all about. So Blue Gypsy was what I started in 2010 after being an online sales counselor for several years. My husband is retired, but he was active duty military and we were moving around. And I knew that I needed to continue working in the the online sales space. So I started my own company first as a remote online sales counselor to builders and then worked in a lot of different things, social media, marketing, a lot of things, and then settled in on training because there just weren't enough trainers out there teaching people how to be online sales counselors and how to help builders adopt this program in a successful way. So that's how Blue Gypsy Inc. got started almost 12 years ago now. Um, It's been a pretty amazing journey. It's gone through some transformations, but currently as a boutique trainer to builders is really how I I position myself because I only work with about six to eight builders a year so that I can really focus in on very attentive, personalized 
assistance, both consulting and training to these builders. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I know that it's uh, it's really needed and really necessary. And I think that's something that we're going to take a little bit of a deeper dive into. Really enjoyed working with you on our second annual Home Builders Online Mystery Shop. It's always a mystery to us even what's going to come out of that, right? Yeah. Why don't you give our audience a little bit of an overview of how that worked? And I guess first, I should also thank so it's Blue Gypsy Inc. Denim Marketing, and then our friends at Melinda Brody and Company that put together this mystery shop. So I want to make sure I give everybody credit. But tell us a little bit, you know, tell our audience a little bit about how we put that together and how it worked. Yeah, so it was great. You know, the three companies got together last year and decided this was a much needed, you know, uh, data that we needed to start collecting. And as companies that work with builders, we felt it's really important to see what builders are doing to follow up and try and engage those buyers. So what we've done is we've randomly chosen 50 builders across the country. They're local, regional, and some national. About 30 of them come from the builder top 200 list, but then others are just randomly selected. And we're looking at a lot of different factors over a 30-day period. We're looking at how they're following up, what methods they're using to follow up. So we're looking at how fast they follow up off of initial email because we've submitted inquiries on every one of their websites with specific information and a question. So they should look like strong inquiries to whomever's receiving the leads. And then we follow that follow-up process throughout the 30 days to see what they're doing on a personalized level, on a marketing level, and how they are trying to engage these buyers, which is, I think, a really important way to gauge how successful a program will be overall in dealing with those digital leads, which we all know is how a hundred people, a hundred percent of people begin their shop online. It's digital. So, well, at least there hasn't been anything that's disrupted stuff in the last 18 months. <laughs> So I'm curious with this recent mystery shop, anything surprised you? Did COVID impact any of this at all in a good way, negative way? Well, you know, there were some things that were surprising to me about the mystery shop. One of those things is, is when we did last year's, we found that 58% of builders had OSCs, but 42% did not. That number went up slightly. So more Mm -hmm. builders were adopting the online sales program, the 60%. But I was surprised it wasn't more, to be honest. I was surprised there were not more online sales counselors out there, which for anyone who's not really sure what we mean when we say online sales counselor, that is a very dedicated role within a builder's office where all of the incoming digital leads go to that one point of contact. And that person or team, and in many cases, it's teams now are dealing with that fast, first personalized follow-up, but also all the ongoing lead nurturing until they can set an appointment for the site agents. And there's lots of rationale behind that, which we could get into later. So we were looking at that. And so we saw there were slightly more OSCs, but not as many as I thought. And then my other surprise was that the actual engagement, though, was lower. And when you put this position Mm -hmm. in place, you expect there to be higher quality follow-up, but we found that in general, it was lower. And I think there's several contributing factors, which Todd, as you alluded to, (laughs) environment we work in. Um, So there there are several reasons why. Yeah. Well, let's dive into those. I mean, certainly 
COVID-19 has impacted everything for the last two years. It impacted our first survey and it's in fact impacted the second survey. And I think, you know, COVID in general with everybody working at home has caused everybody to be behind their computer more, but mm-hmm. it's also caused everybody to be producing more work. I think it's like, it's like it's nonstop 24 seven and you really have to get up and walk away from it and kind of feel like that there's probably some burnout involved, but oh, talk sure. a little bit about what you attribute the small or slow response time to, and just the, I guess, slow response time and then lack of response. Yeah. And I think some of it is because we've had a I like to call it an embarrassment of riches, right? Yes, that, that too. More leads and more people that are ready, willing, and able to buy than ever before. Then even the inventory we have on the ground or the houses with all the supply chain issues and the availability of land position and all the things that are limiting builders. And we've seen sales throttling happening this mm-hmm. year, right? We've seen builders limit, oh, two sales per month per community. So when that happens, right, and we have more than enough people for each of those houses that's available, the things that fall by the wayside are sometimes our follow-up, but that equals our customer service. And that customer service can feed into our future reputation and Mm -hmm. how we are perceived by buyers out there. Because if we're not giving people the attention they deserve, even when we don't have enough inventory or enough homes, that can come back to bite us in the butt later. And so I think that's something that we really need to consider in looking at this. So I do believe there's burnout. There's the fact that there's less inventory versus leads. And I do think that because there's been such a, a quick adaptation to this role, in some cases, it's a lack of training. Coming from a trainer, I just have to say, it's a lack of training and a lack of putting forward what the actual standard should be and how we should be helping these people because it's more than just follow-up. It is the start of the customer journey. Yeah, training has never been more important. Think you need 20% down to become a homeowner? Think again. What if you could buy a home without a down payment? That's right. New American Funding understands that saving for a down payment can be difficult. They have competitive loan programs that can get you into a new home. Their 100% FHA financing loan program makes getting into a new home with no down payment possible. Let one of their home loan professionals pre-qualify you. Contact a new American Funding loan officer today to find out more about these niche loan programs and start your home ownership journey. For more information, call 678-898-3540. That's 678-898-3540. Three five four zero. So you, as you said, sales have, have been phenomenal. I mean, the industry is booming, but it is changing mm-hmm. and we have to continually adapt to this evolution. But talk about why, you know, follow up by maintaining, even though sales are good, Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like shooting fish in a barrel sometimes. Uh, I mean, why why is it still important to, to maintain that follow-up that you mentioned follow-up? Why, why is it important to maintain that? And I feel this is set, such an important, a great question and an important thing for people to understand is that as well as we are doing right now, 
if history tells us anything, there is an ebb and flow to the real estate market, right? It's up and down. If you look at a graph of the real estate market over time, you know that there's seven to 10 high years where we're on a high and then we dip. And hopefully we'll never dip like we did when I got into the industry back in 2006, <laughs> That was perfect timing. There was nowhere to go but up for you and your company. There, there was. But that helped me perfect that rapport building and that relationship building and understanding the importance of that. Because back then, and we're experiencing a little bit of that doubt that people are having as prices skyrocket and there's bidding wars over actual new homes, not just resale, you know, these sorts of things. We're having people that are kind of stepping back and sitting on the fence and saying, oh, I'm going to wait till the prices come down or I'm going to wait till something. And so you have to have that person that's willing to continue the personalized follow-up and nurture that lead. So when that person is ready, you're the builder that they're going to want to come to because you're the one that took the time to actually care about their situation and not just care if they were ready to buy one of the number, you know, be the lottery ticket that you drew, you know, this month for that house. And I think that is really something that's falling by the wayside and that newer people in the industry aren't understanding. They're saying, well, if someone doesn't reply to me in the first or second try, (laughs) toss it away. But come on, Carol, you're a marketer. We spend a lot of money generating those marketing leads, right? And you can stage these leads and stage these people and figure out when they're going to want to be touched again versus just throwing them away or putting them on some kind of very impersonalized marketing e-blast, right? So... So, yeah. yeah, you know, you make so many good points. One of the things people have lost sight of is these potential customers, happy or unhappy, also have the ability to leave a review online. Ugh. And they may not buy from you, they may buy from someone else, but their review because of lack of follow-up or bad follow-up or someone not answering their questions, that could impact, you know, future sales this year, next year, or, you know, five years into the future. Talk a little bit about your perspective on reviews and how this is impacting them, Leah. Well, I am seeing it. I'm seeing reviews come across for some builders who are just not tending to their leads that aren't great. And so we need to keep in mind the bigger picture when we're putting in place our follow-up and when we're, we're nurturing those leads. And we need to think about all these levels because reviews, like you said, they're important. And unhappy people are much more likely to review you than the happy people, right? Right. So as a builder in general, you need to keep an eye on that, one. And then you need to combat that by having um, processes in place within your marketing, even whether it's coming from your OSC, whether it's coming from your agents, where when someone buys a house and they have a wonderful experience, you're getting them to review it as well because you need to counter those bad reviews with the good ones. Absolutely. So, uh, and you're yeah. going to get bad reviews from time to time. I mean, there are people that just do it because they just, for whatever reason, they revel in that process. And so you have, you know, there has to be, you met, the key word you said there was process. You do have to have a process right. with which to manage and, and, and deal with that situation because it's just a fact of life. Particularly as we get more and more online, more digital, uh, that process becomes easier and easier. So what yeah. other statistics from the survey uh, changed uh, over the, uh, the past a, year? That's a great question. I have some of them in front of me. So if it looks like I'm reading, it's because I am. And obviously <laughs> anyone can 
download our entire mystery report if they want to, to see the entire shop. But some things that we saw that that were a little bit disheartening, uh, and we did some comparisons. We saw in 2020 that 20% of builders did not send marketing emails. But this year, 52% of the builders didn't send any marketing emails. Okay. Wow. So that was really disheartening to see, right? We we joked last year, Carol, that I think one or two builders sent like 17 marketing emails or something right. like that. It was a lot. In a 30-day period. And we said, don't do that. But we didn't mean don't send any marketing, right? You know, we really want to see a balance of personalized um, follow-up from the OSCs and marketing. And there really is a difference between that. It doesn't mean that one is manual and one is automated, but it just is the tone of right. the email, right? And so we saw that in 2020, 80% of builders responded with at least one personal email. So that means 80% did. But this year, only 70% of builders responded with at least one yeah. person. You know? And that was like kind of weird to me since we had overall a few more OSCs on. And that is the role of an OSC to be creating personal response. And again, I don't want personal to be confused with it not being somewhat automated to make it easy for a builder. Because like you said, Todd, processes. We put those processes in place and we make it sound like we're talking to those people, especially until we get a response. It can be automated. Well, and especially if they, response, yeah. yeah, especially if they've asked a question. I mean, oh, I don't yeah. know how you really respond to that buyer that has a question without sending a personalized email. Exactly. And we, as we said at the beginning, the shop consists of a question asked in each of those inquiries that we send out. Yeah. So those are just some of the statistics. There's a few more here, but. We found that in 2020, 57% of builders who did not have OSCs responded with a personal email, okay, which was pretty good. We were pretty excited yeah, about pretty that. pretty impressive. But in the 2021, only 35% of the builders without OSCs responded with one personal email. So it just shows us that, again, we put this online sales counselor role in place to be that point of contact. And we see... When they're not there, it gets worse and worse. And in mm -hmm. an environment like this, where it was very easy to like shooting fish in a barrel to get to get sales, there was a lot less response. So that gives us a bigger gap in how those customers feel in the way that we're we're helping them or not. Not helping them. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I think the other stat that you and I were talking about, you know, offline the other day is that a hundred percent of the responses that happened in five minutes or less were from online sales counselors. Right. So so the folks that don't have the online sales counselors just aren't as quick on the draw. No, they're so, not. So, you know, and I think you've got to believe, and I, I don't know if there's any statistic on this because, you know, we don't interview the home buyers, but you've got to think that if they're contacting one builder, they're probably contacting another one as well. They've probably narrowed it down to two or three and they're putting those feelers out. So, you know, there's something to be said for being first and responding to that, because I know there's also statistics out there on whoever gets back with you the promptest is typically who you buy from. If you're not first, right. you're last, right? I think we have that somewhere, at least in our first report, if not the yeah. second one we just did. I, I want to say it's like 74%. That, that number stands out to me. I don't know. Download it's, the report and a, then you'll find out. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's a large number. So it's worth, yeah. it's worth being first. It's so. worth being first. It, yeah. it, it really has an impact and being consistent and, and following through with what the things you say you're going to do for them, right. you know? Well, and let's talk a little bit more about 
personalized follow-up versus marketing automation. So, you know, in marketing automation, and we do a lot of that at Denim, we create a lot of marketing automation for clients. So we'll create a series of, you know, drip emails. So maybe there's seven of them or 10 of them or 15 of them, but they're more evergreen and they're typically something just to keep the company top of mind. So maybe it's our philosophy, why we build you know, green, what makes us energy efficient? What's the cool technology that's included in our house? Meet our team. It's just kind of a series of things that you can run for, you know, maybe a year or two before you have to completely refresh them because they don't really say anything specific about promotions or incentives or specific homes or any of that. You know, and that's very different from personalized follow-up, mm-hmm. which isn't, you know, as set in stone as to what it is. So to talk a little bit more about that, Leah, because I think that's still something that people really just don't understand the difference between the two. I agree. I agree. And it's, it's really important because I always think of marketing emails as really pretty templated emails with colors and photographs and marketing material. And then your personalized OSC follow-ups look much more like emails coming from your inbox, right? Right. And that's been a standard since way back, since the Stone Age when I started this. So I was laughing <laughs> when I was talking about, you know... When there were no lights. Candles, right? <laughs> but it's the same thing. I mean, we always found that those were open more often because people looked at them and didn't think it looked like something that went out to everyone. So you want to make sure that it's not a marketing-driven, fanciful email but something that's much more personalized, that sounds like it's addressed to the buyer to help them to address their needs and what that is. And that's why it's important to have multiple, multiple processes for different types Mm -hmm. of buyers, right? It's not like a one size fits all. You can have a general follow-up process, but it still has to be specific. If you have multiple communities, it should be community specific. It should talk a little bit about those communities they're inquiring about and their needs. And it should ask them questions and have calls to action for them to contact you because that's what you're trying to do is get them to engage. And the other thing about personalized follow-up is it can be automated. There may be places where you need to send manual ones in there, but for the most part, it can be automated so that you're not spending hours and hours and hours of your day reinventing the wheel on every single lead, Mm -hmm. right? However, it needs to be audited, right? Because things change, communities close, phases change, there's new floor plan offerings, there's maybe new information that needs to be put out there, like why we've slowed sales down in these neighborhoods. And if you're not constantly auditing that as the OSC, you're not doing it right because you're putting information out there that's not applicable. So, and it's a lot harder when when builders say to marketing agencies, we want you to do our OSC follow-up for us. Mm -hmm. That's a recipe for disaster. Don't you agree, Carol? I completely agree. It's very hard for us to put those words in the OSC's mouth because they're going to get questions we're not even going to think of to you know, write and that's about. that's why so. that online sales counselor has to be very intuitive and very in touch with what's going on and constantly auditing their own follow-up as right. well as doing, you know, it is part of their job and it should be made a part of their job and not be outsourced you know, utilize marketing where marketing can be strongest for you and utilize your OSC where they can be strongest for you. You know, if the potential buyers have a couple of kids, it's so important to say, hey, by the way, this bonus room above the garage would be a great playroom Mm -hmm. for Bobby and Jimmy Sue. You know, I mean, that that goes so far. You know, I'm still a big handwritten note guy. You know, early in my career, I was competing with two other companies for a piece of business and I, and I won it. And I, 
asked my client, I said, well, why did I get that? She goes, because you're the only one that sent a handwritten note. Wow. And it's like, oh, wow. Well, All right. You know, and Todd, that's, that's a really good point. Because, you know, what we haven't dived into that, that that report dives into is different methods of reaching out. You know, it doesn't all have to be email. It could be text. It could be a, a phone call. You know, you can pick up the phone and call someone. I know it's shocking. Oh, that's what that is. It's a yeah. phone. Oh. You could what send them it? a video. I mean, there's just, you know, and, oh, and again, it's yeah. not one or the other. It's not an automated version of personal. I mean, it ought to be a nice hybrid. And and it's going to be, I think it's going to be different for every client, you know, and, and part of what you have to read and assess is this couple is really on the go. They prefer text. So I right. don't need to worry about, you know, I, you know, so you got to pay attention to those kind of things too. And bingo, you, know, you, you can yeah, overthink well, it, but you can girl. also, it is worthy of your time to kind of think this through and, and cater an approach based and, on someone's yeah. someone's personal. So, and that's I think you just nailed it on the head, Todd. That's why the OSC is so key. Yes. You know, the marketing automation can't tell that they've got kids or that they're on the go or any of that. You can slam them into marketing automation, which is fine. You know, put them set them up in that drip campaign. You can you know have it call them by name. You can you know do all of the things that make it more personalized. But you still need to have that personal touch that texts them and says, you know, communicates with them the way they want to be communicated with. Right. right. Well, and that's one of the things I think we discovered during this survey. And I think we talked about this. I hope I have the number right. That 93% of the builders only followed up by email. Yeah. Which was pretty really high. disappointing because you do need those variable touch mm-hmm. points. You need phone calls. People will respond. We found text is so much more responsive. We know people open video emails. So all of these methods need to be utilized. So you guys are hitting the nail right on the head that you cannot mm-hmm. just rely on email. And people are overwhelmed in their inbox, right? And so if you're not getting a response by email, then you're not reaching out with other methods. And remember, we left a phone number on every single one of these inquiries for this mystery shop. So there should have been phone calls made. There should mm-hmm. have been texts made. We saw a very limited number of text, video, emails, and even phone calls this year. So mm-hmm. um, Mm, so yeah, crazy. So, uh, it's, you know, from someone who specializes in follow-up and teaching follow-up, it's sometimes disheartening to see that, but it just means that we have room for improvement. And it means that we have to remember the history repeats itself. And if we're not prepared now, we're going to be in a bad position when the market changes. And I'm not saying we're going to have a major downturn. We all cross our fingers. <laughs> happen, right. But you have to be able to, we've even seen a slowdown in leads over the last couple months. And I mean, it's typically slows down this time of year, but we've seen a slowdown in leads. And so it's in the economy. It's cyclical. It's how it works. It's there's going to be slower times and to have this process in place will help you ride through that. There's no, no doubt about it. Well, gosh, Leo, we could talk for hours about uh, all the nuances to this. And I have 10 thoughts I want to share. I wish we had the time to dive into it. Unfortunately, we got to go. So before we let you go, should anyone need to connect with you with any questions, learn more about Blue Gypsy? And as you said, please share again where they can download and get a copy of this uh, report so they can they can learn more about it. Where do they go? So, well, my website is really easy to find, bluegypsyinc.com. And it's INC like incorporated, not ink like the tattoo. I always joke about that, right? So it's bluegypsyinc.com. You can also find me on social uh, under Blue Gypsy Inc., all of those methods. 
And you can email me at Leah, L-E-A-H, at Blue Gypsy Inc. But you'll find a download button on our website to get to the mystery shop. You can also find it on Denim Marketing. You can find it on Melinda Brody and Company. All three of us are sharing this amazing report. We love working together on it. So we all have, have availability for it. And ask us questions. You know, I'm always open to having chats with people who just kind of want to understand where they should be going with this or what they may need to think about for the future to refine or develop this program. And I'm I'm guilty of always giving a lot of free advice. So you can totally schedule like a, a free consultation on my website as well. That's right there. So. And if I know Carol and her team, uh, they'll also have the survey available in the show notes on this very episode. So, all right, Leah Fellows, a national online sales counselor with Blue Gypsy. Leah, as always, great to have you. Thanks for carving out some time to join us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Love seeing you guys. Good to see you. And it's always our pleasure. All right. Well, that wraps this week's All About Real Estate Edition. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schnick. That is all the time that we have for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. And on behalf of all of us, we wish you a happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.